0: I go away, spend a week in the sunshine, I come back, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are in the midst of the most impressive run that they've been on in years. Like, they're a phenom. Since the era started, the most impressive they're, run? They're, I don't remember... A prolonged period of time like this where they were just like dominating, but like efficiently dominating. This is just. Oh, this is the round of applause. It's money in the bank. Yeah, it is. It feels good. It, it feels great. It's it's a round of applause for the goaltending. It's a round of applause for the defensive play. It's a round of applause for just seeing special there's teams? A Leaf game on my phone and looking at it and being like. kind of money in the bank, like special teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why? Why am I watching a Leaf game now? And I'm like, not worried about like anything like I just know that by the second period they're only gonna have given up max one goal and they're gonna find their way in the net whether they haven't yet or not and it's and when they do get up they're gonna have a goalie who can shut it down and they're also gonna start playing like a team who can shut it down it's well that's what I mean when I said like that they're, they're dominating but they're efficiently dominating. So, I want to know what side. I feel like I already know, but we're just for the sake of the podcast we're going to ask you anyway. What side are you on? Because there's still some naysayers out there. And I'm seeing a lot of takes on Twitter about well, of course, they're dominating in November. You don't win a Stanley Cup in November. Mm-hmm. It's just November. Talk to me in April. Wow. Classic Leafs peaking in November. Imagine you could hand out a trophy for best November. Like, I've seen all those different different takes. And I have my opinion on it, but we'll start with you. What do you think about that? To anyone who, because there are people who are watching this that heard what you just said and saw your round of applause and are saying that to themselves right now. Yeah, I get, I get it. I just don't think it has to be black and white. I don't think it has to be black and white. I get that you can't get excited for something in November because it's November and we know what happens in April at the same time. I can also get excited about the way they're winning because any other streak they've been on in the past hasn't looked like this. Exactly. Has not looked like this. That's exactly what I, and that's not, that's also not me saying, Oh, this is a team that can play in the playoffs. It's just like, no, I'm watching something this month of November round of applause. Uh, is is just, I've never seen them play like this. I've never seen them dominate like this. I've never opened up NHL s- statistics and seen them second in goals against. I've never seen a goalie this deep into the season with a almost a 950 save. And, and the offense is, is balanced right now. And the, the PK is legit. So I get it. You want to be Mr. Smart Guy. I'm going to tell you, I told you so in April, but... I can also be excited about the way they're winning hockey games and how different newer players on their team or different guys in different positions I can clearly see the difference they're making in this successful run that they are on right now. It's clear when this season started and they struggled out of the gate that there was issues with this team's psyche. Like mentally they they were having problems. And now they've come out the other end and to your point, it's the way they're playing and the way they're winning. They've gone on runs before. Oh, they yeah. went. They had some great runs last year in the Canadian division where they looked really good, but they didn't look like this. No. They didn't look efficient defensively. To me, that's what it's all about. They're going to score five goals, but you limit the other team to one. Yeah. That's, that is the difference this year. This team has always played high-octane hockey early in the season. 6-5, 5-3, yeah. 7-5. Like, but... To be limiting, I got to tell you, I'm sitting at the resort in Jamaica. I'm checking my phone, and I'm like, tonight's a big game. Like, I'm on vacation. I should probably, like, not be looking at this, but I'm like, tonight's a big game. They're in Long Island in the Islanders' new barn on the road. And they just lost kind of a, a – a, A weird game against the Pens. Well, like they weren't that bad. They just couldn't put it in the net. And you're like, okay, maybe this is where it starts to like shift a little bit. Joseph Woll is in the net. Yes. And what do they do? They go out and they dominate the New York Islanders for three periods. Dominate was putting it lightly. And that to me was like a huge turning point. I was like, this is, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. Like they're just, they're, 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 they're clicking. On our Instagram last night when we posted the win over the Ducks, it's been a long time since we've seen a Leaf team click on all cylinders like this. And it's it's weird. It's like, we're I'm planning on doing the show with you, and it's like, we're just going to come on here and smile like a couple idiots <laughs> and just be like, isn't this fun? That yeah, is fun. Isn't this fun? Is fun? Isn't this fun watching the Leafs go on this run and then watching the Montreal Canadiens fire their general manager? <laughs> And watching the Montreal Canadiens fans come crashing back down to earth because you went on the luckiest playoff run I've ever seen. The best, like the literally the best, biggest stroke of luck I've ever seen is the Montreal Canadiens going to the Stanley Cup final. And now here we are. All is right with the world. The Canadiens are in shambles, and the Maple Leafs are dominating first in the Atlantic. On team in the NHL. Building themselves a lead, too. It's, yes. it's from separating them from other teams in their division. But you know another thing that makes me feel better about where they're at right now and the way they're playing is, I don't know if you've like seen other teams play or look at the standings or um, keep a close eye on the competition in this league, but uh, this league kind of sucks right now. There's a lot of yes. shit teams yeah. who are playing like shit. Yeah. Who are awful. Mm. And there's top teams already just separating themselves like Washington, Carolina, Florida, the Leafs, Edmonton, Calgary, Colorado. Colorado's kind of getting there. But like, other than that, like you're watching some other teams and you're like, and the Lightningers, they're, they're still going to be there. But even like the Bruins, you're watching the Bruins and you're like, ooh, like are they, yeah. are they, like, I'm sure they'll figure it out, but it's, To me, I'm happy because I just know that they're better than three quarters of the league, regardless of what happens in April. The way they're playing right now, like they could beat any team in the league pretty easily with with the way every other team's playing. The league the league sucks, so to me, that makes them even look look even better as well. Like I I don't know, like this the league is awful this year, and I'm allowed to get excited for the team that I wasn't excited about at all at the start of the season doing things that we've never seen before. So, like, shoot me. Shoot me if I'm excited. I If you're that guy who's sitting at home being like, oh, I told you so, it's like, just enjoy it right Yeah, now. I know. That's just my enjoy thing. enjoy it. We were as mad as anybody, and, like, it hurt. And we all, listen, we all feel that way. We're all going to be watching, holding our breath the second they drop the puck on game one, whoever they're playing. I don't care who they're playing. The second they drop the puck, we're all going to be holding our breath. But at this moment in time, to be watching them play and dominate the way they're dominating, it's it's amazing. It feels so good to watch. Yeah, to have a goaltender playing at the level that Jack Campbell is playing, to have Joseph Wall, like, you, he's only he's only won two games. So let's not get carried away. But having said that, has he won two or has he won, he won three. three? He's he won, won three, three games. He's won three games. I was like waiting there. I was like, should I correct? No, him make no. him feel like a bit of a moke right now. No, he's, he's won. So he's won three games. Let's not get carried away. However, this is a goaltender that they drafted, mm-hmm. developed, and is now playing on the big club. That's a unicorn in a Maple Leaf organization. <laughs> like, when's the last time they drafted and developed a goaltender? Never. And if he keeps playing Felix, like this. Did they draft Felix Podpen? Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But, but like, that was was the last, like, rookie goaltender for this franchise that was, like, something for a minute. Who, if he keeps playing like this, if he plays, like, he's a backup goaltender. He's not going to go in there and be lights out every time. Mm -hmm. But if he's stable and gives him a chance to win every time he goes in there, you're looking at deadline time coming around, and you're looking at Peter Mrazek, and you're going... Thanks, Peter. <laughs> well, that, that, that's you hoping that you can get a... If you think you can get a deal done with Campbell, because if you can't get a deal done with Campbell, then, like... They'll get a deal done with Jack Campbell. Yeah. They better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: They'll get a deal done with Jack I mean, Mrazic isn't exactly upping his value at the moment. To well, say the, the, the argument to potentially hold on to Mrazic is he helps your depth, because, like, God forbid, the worst thing that could happen... The one thing that will derail this run, like, Bring it to a screeching halt is Jack Campbell injury. And honestly, knock I, on wood, I hate to say it, but like I kind of see it happening at some point.
1: Well, he's you, playing can't, you can't, a lot of can't hockey, rule
0: it yeah, out. Yeah. Like it's pretty. I feel like every goalie has like at least like a nick or a bruise or a, like at some point. You just hope it's not too serious. But yeah, that three point eight. If you like really break it down, if you want to re-sign Jack Campbell to the same contract, possibly five million dollars. Plus, he got wool. Think about wool too. It's, it's. You're confident in the way the team is playing in front of him that you're okay with throwing in a goaltender who might be playing a little better than he's actually capable of. Yes. Like how many times in the past where it's like, why would I want to throw in my backup goaltender when I mean, we're gonna give up seventy five odd man rushes a game and leave this guy out to dry? Mm-hmm. But instead, it's like no, they're actually like playing defensively sound, efficient. So we can throw this guy in, and he can get a couple dubs for us, and then yeah, you are looking at Peter Morazic being like mm, three point eight. I don't know who's the most effective skater on the team right now, to you? Most effective skater on the team. So I just like we all know the MVP is Jack Campbell, so I want to just. I think I think uh, Mitch Marner. Really? Wow. Yeah I, yeah, I just I think when he is rolling, and yeah, he's he's not he's not McDry sidling or McDaviding. Some people like are like, oh, he still doesn't produce that much. But when that guy's moving his feet on the PK, on five on five, some of the passes he's been making lately, like when he is on top of his game, he is the most important thing to this hockey team. Yep. Because he's their really their only playmaker, if you really think about it. Austin Matthews, not a playmaker. No. Nope. Can he make plays? Yeah. John Tavares, not a playmaker. Shoots the puck. William Nylander, kind of in that weird thing, but I tend to lead towards shooting the puck. So that's your number one dominant playmaker, one of the best playmakers in the NHL, period. And when he's skating, man... Yeah, oh, yeah you can't catch God. him. You can't catch him. He's unstoppable. Yeah, he is. And on the, He's like first out on the PK every single time. PK is unreal. So as much as I want to go with like a, a David Camp, Oh, I love David Camp, Or or a Kasha if you, if or... You're, if you're a coach you just love David camp and, and a lot of times I'm like when I'm watching the broadcast now I hear a lot of Wayne Simmons lately yeah. like he's kind of getting a little bit better but I have to say like when Mitch Marner is moving oh yeah oh yeah he's, he's so, so dangerous, dangerous he's, he's so, so dangerous. dangerous he's so good so he's got to keep that chip on his shoulder yeah. come April did you see um awesome Matthews um intermission interview? last night with Gord miller where gordon miller was basically asked him like have you heard any of the criticism about how you haven't been scoring five on five and do you pay any attention to that and whatever and matthews basically is like essentially in nicer words said i don't give a shit about anything you guys have to say yeah. and then threw the no offense and at the end and it was like and then gordon miller himself to his credit was on twitter today because people were like oh he like kind of Like kind of went at you there. And Gordon Miller was like, no, it's actually refreshing to have a player give like an honest answer like that. And so I loved it because it just shows the mindset that the team is in. It just shows like where, where they're at right now. Well, maybe it was getting in their head. And after this tumultuous off season where it was going after guys, throats and baby boomers getting on the phone, telling you to trade people left and right. (laughs) Uh, I think Nylander gets the brunt of like your, yeah. your uncle. Your uncle hates William. E. Every well, like, how, whoever's like, watching this, everyone, your uncle hates William Neilander. Like, Rob, you were trading Mitch Marner at some point. Oh, yeah. We were trading Mitch Marner for a minute. I was, I was, I was angry. Now, the guy who calls you in to, to tell you to trade Matthews, that's, yeah, yes, yeah that's, that's when you just like immediately <laughs> like... look at the red button on your phone and you, just, you click it. Yeah, you're, you're like, just... this is crap. I know. No, it, it, it Austin Matthews, like, why would he care? And it was cool to actually hear him say that. Like, he's a bit of a, a bit of a smart Alec yeah, in a way. But I, cool, yeah, like, awesome. I I agree with Gord Miller what he said on Twitter. It's like, yeah, it's better than pucks in deep and make sure the changes are on time. And- or my favorite, and and listen, credit to Gord Miller for asking him the question. Like, is there the the most mail it in between period question is asking someone. What'd you see on that? Oh goal? yeah, yeah. What'd it's you like, see on that? Goal? I was I'm out front of the net, landing on my stick, and I shot it in. Like, what do you want? It's like, well, I actually had a six foot three, two hundred and thirty pound guy running right at Let me. me so up. I just threw the puck away and it happened to land on the guy's stick yeah. and he put it in the net. Unbelievable. Yeah. So another another thing that I've seen um from the naysayers is you know, they haven't they haven't exactly played anybody. Like that all the teams they've been beating aren't like top tier teams. that's and, true. Wednesday night, they got the Colorado Avalanche. Mm. And these are two teams. The Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche, excuse me, are currently far and away the betting favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Las Vegas has the Avalanche. Not a fan of that. With the best odds to win the Stanley Cup. So this to me, this is if if you're Sheldon Keefe, you're saying like this is it. Like, if you guys want to be in the discussion that you want to be in as Stanley Cup contenders. This is a team that's in there. So go out there and prove yourself against them. Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah. It's and I think McKinnon is coming back. He is coming back. He Come will on. be there. Yeah. So Nazem Kadri. But the thing you said before about they haven't played anybody, but it's like, yeah, but how many like hard games is this team made of playing crap teams? Yeah. Like the classic like that's what you have to do to teams that are below you and they did. And they're going to play the Avalanche, and yeah, they might lose, they might win, but at least, like, they can beat those other teams. Yeah. At least I don't have to worry about them losing to some brutal hockey team. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever happens against the Habs uh, Abs is going to happen, Yeah, but, like, obviously I want to see them win, I don't want to see a blowout, I want to see Jack Campbell play well, I want to see them shut down their top line, but the Avalanche are a very good hockey team. And as long as this isn't just a complete blowout, which we'll- yeah, well, that, that's kind of in the back of my mind. It's like they're just coming back off this road sh- road trip. They're feeling high and mighty. like I could I just really hope they don't get shelled at home, yeah by the by the avalanche well, if they if they lose four two with an empty netter yeah and they, no, ju- no, and they no, just could not capitalize yeah. and Campbell finally let in more than one goal yeah, exactly he, if he's finally human, then it's like I'm not gonna sit here and say, yeah, you guys are right. They haven't played anybody, like whatever. Yeah. But if they go out and they just play as well as they can play and they don't capitalize, but they still get the L, but you can see something, then that's fine. That's fine with me, man. Yeah. I'm on the I'm on the gravy train. I'm on the fan wagon. Like I'm <laughs> like I, I don't care. So am I. I, I, don't I, care. I, I we had could... it set in. I had it set in for me last week. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, choo choo. Yeah, Get on is so the fan waiting. Oh, Let's yeah. go. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm leading the charge. I I'm very angry at this what this team has done in the past. But guess what? I don't it's not there anymore. It's gone. This yep. is now. This is another year. This is one more year of not winning a Stanley Cup. This is one more year of the team having Austin Matthews leave the franchise. So it's mm-hmm. like Let's just enjoy this right now. I'm yes. over it. I can get over the past. I don't hold grudges. No. That's a that's a that's a positive mindset. Ryan doesn't right hold now. grudges. No. I'm not a grudge holder. No. And and yeah, they drive me bananas, but I'm going to well, enjoy the hell out of it. I this. like the way you put it at the beginning of the episode. Two things can be true. It doesn't have to be black and white. Like, yes, we're all going to be holding our breath, like I said earlier, about when they drop the popcorn. For game one. We're all oh, going to yeah. be sitting there like this, like on the edge of my seat. Growing team. up. I'm going to be sitting there like this the whole time. Just like Yeah. yeah. Right? It's going to be the worst pain ever. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to sit and, and like while they're dummying teams right now and look and are the hottest team in hockey, I'm not going to sit there on my couch right now like, well, just think think about before the season where we were like, there's no guarantee they can make the playoffs. Yeah. Look, the Sens are better. <laughs> the Sens are going to get better. The Sens are the worst hockey team I've ever seen in my life. I know. I know they've had COVID issues, but like they're awful. <laughs> the Habs, all oh, the Habs, they're, so they're awful. Like that, they're they're bad. The Bruins, the Bruins, yeah. the Bruins, mediocre okay. at yeah. best. Yeah. I'm sure they'll they'll somewhat figure it out. They'll yeah. sneak in there and piss everybody off. Yeah. But like this team, this everything before the season, it's just no. They're still a top team in this division. Yes, they're still going to hit that top three. Yes. And the way they're going right now, they're building themselves up pretty nicely to do so. So that's what I'm happy about. I don't care about well, what about last April. I'm I'm leaving it in the past. Yes, forget I'm moving it. Moving on. But we're all we all need to move on with our lives. Hop on the Rye guy fanwagon, yeah, the fanwagon, <laughs> the talking buds fanwagon. Yeah, we're even when play dips, we stay positive. It, yes, because yes. we have no other choice. Yes, the to- I love that the talking buds fanwagon. Get on. This is technically our 100th episode, even though it's not really our 100th, ep- 100th episode. Well, it's our 100th episode of us counting episodes. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we don't count the postseason pints as... No, it's a whole separate entity. It is a whole separate entity. That's a different true. show. Well, I don't think uh, there's any better way to cap it off than with the fan wagon. The best. So hop on board, everybody. I'm wearing a camp be, jersey. It's gonna be oh, I love David Camp. Yeah. If I was a head coach behind the bench, he's he's the guy you're just so happy to have. He oh, just yeah. plays like I got enough scoring talent. I need a guy to go out there and shut somebody down. I need this guy to perform an angling and pinning clinic. Yes. Every yes. single night. I need a guy who doesn't care about offense, yeah. only cares about defense. Only cares about staying on the right side of the puck. Oh, love it. Yeah. Love it. So good. David Camp, calming oh. influence. Oh, Outstanding. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Also, head on over to our Instagram at Buds Podcast. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me. Twitter at Charles Antler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts.